Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Monday, September 16th, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I am joined by a whole bunch of people. We have Brooke, Mika, Min, Sarah, Amber, and Natalia. And we are looking ahead to the month of October. And we are sharing with you some of our most anticipated books for that month. So before we get started, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Book Bistro Podcast. On Facebook, you can join our listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. And if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can do that via DM or just tweet directly at us. You can also send us an email, and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So I am going to start us off today followed by Brooke, then Amber, Sarah, Min, Mika, and Natalia. So my first pick tonight is something that I plan to start reading really, really soon. Um, I got an arc from the publisher. I'm very excited. This is The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes, and it actually comes out on October 8th. And I really loved the Kim Michelle Richardson book that came out earlier this year, The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, about the pack horse librarians. And Jojo Moyes is also um, writing a book about them. And this one is about five women. So a group of these librarians who all work kind of in this one um, part of Appalachia. So this is historical fiction that's set during the time of the Depression. Um, it's supposed to be kind of funny, but also very sad um, and just kind of a, a love letter to books and reading and all the ways in which these librarians helped to instill a love of reading in their patrons. So these are people who rode horses up into like some of the most remote areas of the Appalachian Mountains and delivered books to people who wouldn't have access to them any other way. This was an initiative begun by Eleanor Roosevelt. And I didn't really know anything about it until the book Woman of Troublesome Creek came out this year. So I'm excited to have another book um, to kind of learn what life might have been like for these women who distributed books. So this again is The Giver of Stars. And it is by Jojo Moyes, and it comes out on October 8th. I'm very excited. Yes. And Julia Whalen reads the audiobook. Ah. So that makes me happy. That is exciting. I like her a lot. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is The Shade of Night by Tess Gerritsen. And it comes out on October 1st. So this book is a romantic suspense. It is about a woman named Ava Colette. And she has, something has happened um, in her life that has caused her to want to get away from home. So she leaves Boston and sets out to spend some time on a peninsula in Maine. And she's going to be staying at a place called Brody's Watch. And while she's there, she plans on writing a book, um, a cookbook, based on recipes that were inspired by, like, New England kind of inspiration. So while she's there, she learns that there's these stories about hauntings or that there's this Captain Brody that's kind of been known to show himself while at um well at the Brody's watch. So one night Captain Brody 
happens to show himself to Ava. And this kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess it would kind of freak me out. So probably freaked her out. <laughs> so while this is happening, there's some people that are, start that are disappearing. And people don't really know what's happening. So while this is happening, she learns that the former renter of this Brody's watch had also disappeared. And this gets her really interested. She wants to know what happened. So she starts investigating and she comes across some secrets that people in this place where she is, that they seem to want to keep it hidden. So that's about all I know. And it, I'm not really sure why it's a romantic suspense. I'm not sure. I don't know who she falls in love with or what's happening, but I'm looking forward to it. It's called The Shape of Night, and it's by Tess Garrison, and it comes out on October 1st. I was really excited about this until I realized that there were hauntings. Yeah, me too. So I'm hoping that she can pull it off in a way that I can Doesn't. still deal with because I'll be sad like if it's not good. I know. I was really, really excited to see that Tess Gerritsen had come out with a new book because I don't remember when her last one was. So it's been a while. I really, really, I really enjoy her uh, resilient, res it? resilient Isles. Oh, Resilient Isles, yes. Yeah, I love those books. So when I saw that she had this book come out, I was really excited. But then, as you said, with the ghost situation, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it won't be too bad. And this seems so. like a big departure from the stuff she's done before. It does, yes. It always worries me when authors go in a new direction. Yeah. <clears throat> We'll see. Yes. My first book is The Beautiful, The Beautiful, number one, by Renee Adi. And it comes out on October um, 8th. So I was really excited about this book because it's New Orleans in the 1870s, where yes. vampires live in plain sight. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Yes. So this girl named Celine uh, flees to New Orleans from Paris. She used to be a dressmaker in Paris, and she flees to New Orleans, and she falls in love with it. She falls in love with the food, the music, the parties, and she gets interested in a man who is sort of in New Orleans underworld. His name is Sebastian. And Celine, when she moves to New Orleans, she actually moves into a convent with six other, six other girls. And she, you know, is exploring New Orleans and, uh, you know, getting to know Sebastian. And one of the girls from the convent is murdered. And Celine kind of starts investigating, you know, what's going on. And basically this is like a supernatural serial killer mystery. Uh, and she finds out something about herself and the New Orleans underworld. So I have a feeling that there are more uh, supernatural creatures than just vampires possibly. Yes. So I'm really excited about this. I mean, it's historical fiction. It's got vampires. How could, how could it get any better? And again, that is The Beautiful, The Beautiful One by Renee Adi. And it comes out on October 8th. I like vampires and Netherlands. Yes. So yes. I'm, as long as there are no ghosts, then I'm right. definitely we can be all right this with this. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Vampires. Okay. Yeah. Ghost She's now. been on my radar for quite a while with um, The Wrath of the Dawn and, the flame, and, and the uh, flame in the Mist. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm super excited about this one. It might have to like jump ahead of yes. her other ones that I haven't read yet. There, so many books have come out in the last couple of months that I've said that about, though. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this one as soon as it comes out. And <laughs> then do I? No. But no. 
it's fine. But you, you can hope. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. The first book that I am going to talk about tonight um, is by an author who I adore who hasn't um, written a full-length book in a while. And so um, when Shannon and I were talking about October books, and I realized that Larissa Ione, or Larissa Ione, I'm not quite sure how to say her name, when I found out that she was um, having a full-length book come out in October, I pirouetted with joy. Um, I love this her book, so much. Oh, I know. And this book is part of a series. So I don't want to give too much. Well, I can't give too much away because I haven't read it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of books that come before this. And there's actually a novella written about um, the hero of this book, um, a, a prequel to this book. It's called Reaper. And it's coming out on October 15th. And it is about the Grim Reaper. And um, he is the keeper of souls. And he kind of makes sure that... Um, he makes sure that you know, the wicked souls don't get out of Shielgra, and he just kind of keeps everything moving slowly. He's the, the, the dealer of death. And um, in this book, um, everyone's gearing up for the threatened end of days, which there have, a lot of the previous book books talk about this, so I don't want to give too much away, but um, Azagoff, who is the um, Grim Reaper, his mate from the novella and their unborn child are in danger um, by a, an ancient enemy. And Azagoth will stop at nothing to protect the people that he loves. And um, he's also getting a little antsy with being in Shielgra and those, bi those bonds that keep him there. They're starting to chafe. So I don't know if he's going to like go rogue and like take off for the unknown Ooh. and let all the bad souls into the world. It doesn't say that, but <laughs> Anything Larissa Ione writes is just like amazing and wonderful and fills my heart with joy. So if you want to read a good book, um, well, I would start probably with the beginning of the Larissa Ione series, but read Reaper by Larissa Ione coming out on October 15th. Yes. What is it? And there's so Pleasure much. Unbound. Is that the first one? Yes. Is that the one with, with the those... Slayer, like the Slayer and the Demon? Yes. And the yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh there's like God. there's like the demonica ones yeah they're awesome yeah. Yeah. Like, but then there's also um the lords of deliverance and they right. kind of overlap but you don't have to read demonica to read lords of deliverance because i actually read demonica first okay. and then you don't, you don't have to i think but i think you I learn think a helps, lot though. about like shield draw in yeah i think it's pretty important to read demonica first because there's so much world building there that's I'm true. gonna say read it out of order. Oh, Mika. <laughs> I'm just Mika's say, always the rebel. Jump to the series that that re that touches your heart the most. Oh dear. <laughs> I know. So the first book I'm talking about is one by an author who I adore so 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 much. It's Peace blood and understanding by oh. molly harper and it's the seventh book in her half moon hollow series it's coming wow. out october 7th um so this is in a series so i can't give too much away um but this book focuses kind of more on a couple of new characters that I don't think we've really been introduced to before in any of her previous books in Half Moon Hollow, but I'm particularly excited about this one because it sounds like we are going to get a lot more of Jane Jameson, who, <laughs> who is now the new leader of the Vampire Council in Half Moon Hollow. And if you've never read any of Molly Harper's books before, you are missing out. Um, she is the queen of paranormal romantic comedy. And I started reading her Jane Jameson books first and got introduced to all the characters in Half Moon Hollow and fell in love with them. And 
all of her books make me so happy because they're hilarious. The characters are really zany and you know, the books are set in Kentucky. So you get that like Southern charm, but also kind of that uh, weird (laughs) stuff (laughs) that can happen in the South and all the nice neighborliness that aren't so nice sometimes. Um, So this is, Peace, Blood, and Understanding by Molly Harper. It's coming out October 7th. Oh, I just so wish it were coming out before I had to fly to Oregon later I know. Week. Yes. Would, so take it with you. Yeah. I would because I am terrified of flying. And the only way I made it through my last flight um, to California a couple of years ago was a Molly Harper book came out. And I actually... I mean, I basically cried without shedding a tear all the way out there because I was so scared. But I laughed out loud on the plane a couple times reading Molly Harper. She's just amazing. Yep. So funny and so great. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is Lush Money by Angela M. Lopez. And I know nothing about this book. (laughs) I have not had the opportunity to read it before. I somehow managed to think that it was a sci-fi romance. Um, (laughs) But it is (laughs) like, I I don't even know. Um, But it is a, it is a um, marriage of convenience story, which seems to be marketed or not marketed, but it seems to read as a reverse Harlequin presents plot. So yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? So Harlequin, Harlequin presents is a Harlequin imprint and it's mainly like um, a bunch of, it's typically like, you know, Italian or Greek men who spirit these women away, or maybe they have like a one night stand and then she's pregnant or, you know, whisked away. They're super over the top often alpha holes i don't nec- i don't really like a lot of the books in that imprint because i just want to slap these dudes off of a cliff and you know into the ocean of their island and then she can just rule the whole island and be done so but but this book um the main character her name is roxanne medina and it talks about like the, in the blurb it kind of talks about that she's dealt with bullies and um and just people who have been really awful to her and she's dealt with like a boardroom full of men who don't think that she knows anything. Um, and then we have, and I looked this up before. So we have, um, and we have Mateo Ferdinand Juan Carlos de Esperanza y Santos. Wow. God, try saying that fast like five times. <laughs> Who hopefully didn't upset his mom too much when he was younger to get full named. Um, (laughs) He is a prince of a kingdom and his kingdom is like impoverished and is falling apart. And I guess he is a wine, um, some sort of wine mogul. Yum. So, yeah. So um, he comes to, so what she wants is, Roxanne wants to be at the top, but she wants a, she wants a baby. So she wants a little princess that she can mother and spoil. And hopefully like so that life won't be so lonely um, while she's being all awesome and successful and stuff. Um, he does not, he does not want a baby, but he needs his kingdom to be fixed. And so and so it's a marriage of convenience and she lays out a contract to him that they will be married for a year and three nights a month he comes to her bed so that hopefully she could be impregnated. Do you see where the Harlequin presents? Yes. So the prince with seven names is going to service the heroine. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. And I don't know which name she's going to cry out, but she's got enough of them last whole year. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And, and, you know, and it sounds like that what it's going to turn, it's going to be 
a lust to love kind of thing. And I'm looking forward to it. The, the reviews that I kind of skimmed through was like, I don't know, somebody reviewed it and was like, I don't really like successful heroines. And I was like, this is my book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will read this just, be, just because of that. Um, so it sounds like there will be lots of love involved. It sounds like it's going to be very a very steamy book and it's 105,000 words. Oh. Um, and and we, it sounds like we get a lot of like descriptions about the wines and things like that. So um, if you have a sophisticated <laughs> palate, unlike myself, um then then i think that you will probably really enjoy it i'm actually looking forward to i'm actually looking forward to it so that's lush money by angela m lopez and that comes out on october 14th the first book i'm going to talk about is by mary burton it's called i see you and i believe it's the third book in her criminal profile series Um, She writes romantic suspense, and I would say that her books can be read standalone. They're not, um, they're not necessarily connecting stories, but they do have connecting characters. What I mean is that the mysteries don't connect. You're not going to read one mystery and then solve it in the next book, but the characters do connect, and the timeline has a specific order. So, uh, as I've I've always said this, I'm a stickler for reading in order, so I do. So, this book is about FBI agent Zoe Spencer, and she's a special kind of FBI agent. What I like about this author is that she comes up with cool ideas that I never heard of, and I'm not sure that this even exists. So, she takes the remains of uh, victims of crime, I guess of murder victims, and she remakes them into kind of sculptures to try to figure out how they died. I wonder if that's a oh, real like life. Eve Duncan. Isn't that kind of like what Eve Duncan does? Like the reconstruction? I don't know. Because Eve Duncan, I think, is just a paleontologist. I don't even know what. Wait, is a paleontologist a, a fossil person? I have no idea. She's a. No. I think. Oh, no. yes. But Eve Duncan yeah. is like a forensics sculptor. Forensic. I don't know. I don't know if that's what she does, but. Um, you know, after 20 books of not knowing where Eve Duncan's daughter is, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> you, me too. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so she gets a body of a teenager that was killed a decade ago. And she wants to know what happened to her. Because basically by making these sculptures, she gets very attached to these murder victims. And she's quite desperate to figure out what's going on with them, why they died, how... Um, the people that killed them got away with this and how they could be avenged, I guess, or have justice. And so she has to go to another state to solve this particular case. And of course she meets with her on again, off again lover and uh, sparks fly. And of course somebody doesn't want her to discover uh, who killed this girl, even though this is a decade old and the chase begins. (laughs) So this is, I see you by Mary Burton. Coming out October 8th, Criminal Profilers 3. So the first two books are out, and they are very good, if I do say so myself. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, she writes some great stuff. She does. I think Brooke talked about the first one um, when it was coming out. She did. I think she talked about it. Yeah. So my next pick is a debut novel. This is The Good Luck Girls. And it's The Good Luck Girls, number one, by Charlotte Nicole Davis. So this is described as Westworld meets The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know what Westworld is, um, so I don't know if that's good or not. But The Handmaid's Tale um, is something that I really love. So I'm excited about this one. It is about these five girls who are called The Good Luck Girls. Uh, and they're living in another... Yeah, like a a land that isn't ours. And they each have these special talents. Like one of them is a fighter. Um, The other is kind of like a nurturer. And I don't know what all of their their kind of classifications are, but they have these these specific jobs that they do. They live in something called a welcome house. I don't know if that's like a brothel. The, The synopsis kind of made me think that it was, but I'm not clear. And they have grown up together 
one of them named Clementine ends up murdering a man when, when they're teenagers. And after this happens, they are forced to flee in order to keep Clementine safe as well as themselves. Um, so it looks like kind of a, a dystopian novel um, with some strong feminist themes. And I am always up for that. So this again is The Good Luck Girls, The Good Luck Girls number one by Charlotte Nicole Davis. And it comes out on October 1st. And I would like it right now. It looks like a lot of good books are coming out on October 1st. Yes. yes. That one sounds interesting. Yes, it does. Uh, and a lot of good, like, feminist dystopian is has come out. Like, yes, you know, the, the Testaments came out. This one, one of the books I'm going to talk about. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty. We need to do, like, a feminist, uh, like, a dystopian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Yes. yes, that would make me happy. Maybe like in for Women's History Month or something. Oh, yeah. Good plan. So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is The Lying Room by Nikki French. And it comes out on October 1st. So one thing before I get started is that Nikki French is actually two authors. And they write on their own. They're a husband and wife. Um, Nikki Gerard and... Sean French. And from what I understand, they actually write books on their own as well. So it might be something to look for, look into if this book turns out to be good. So this book is about a woman named Neve Connolly, and she is having an affair with her boss. So one day, her boss asks her if she can come over in the morning after, um, before he leaves on a trip. And so she shows up at his house. They had actually met the night before. And she shows up at his house and she finds him dead. Oh. Um, and being freaked out about this and worrying about if she's going to get blamed, she decides that she's going to erase herself from his life. So she's going to, not only is she going to clean um, the, like the, the murder scene, but she's also going to try and make sure that there's no trace of her in his life. I'm not really sure how she's going to do this, but um, this is something she's going to do. But by doing this, she kind of begins to wonder, like, what did she miss? And this really, really gets her going. And she's like, gets stressed out because she doesn't know what to say to colleagues or what she has said in the past to colleagues or friends, or family. So this gets her very worried. And then one day, a detective, um, DCI Hitchens, he shows up and starts asking her questions. And this gets her even more stressed out because she doesn't know what, what to tell him. And then later, she doesn't know what she did tell him. So it gets this, just kind of this cycle of stressness. And While this is all happening, she's on the radar of the uh, killer. So not only is DCI Hitchens watching her, but so is Saul's killer, Saul being her boss. So this is about all I really know, but it looks pretty interesting. I'm curious to see how she does all this and whether she'll actually succeed in keeping herself out of this whole situation. So it's called The Lying Room, and it's by Nikki French, and it comes out on October 1st. I read, and I can't remember the name of it now, uh, Land of the Living, that's what it's called, and it really, really freaked me out. Um, it was by it them? was so good, yes. Yes, oh, cool. it was I so, so it. good. I assumed that they've written other books together, but I wasn't totally sure. Oh, yeah. Nikki French has a pretty big backlist. There's like a, a series that has like the days of the week. I think the, the first one is called Blue Monday. And okay. it's about a, like a forensic psychiatrist, I think she is. Oh, um, and then they have some out. standalone. So yeah, they've yeah. got... Uh, and then knowing that they each write on their own as well, it makes you wonder like how many yes. books do they actually write a year? Many, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. 
Okay, so my second book of the evening is The Fountains of Silence by Ruta Sapetis, and it comes out on October 1st. There's actually not a lot about this book. The only thing that I really know is it takes place in 1957 in Spain, <clears throat> and Spain has kind of been closed off from the rest of the world for a while um, because of the war and businessmen and you know people are just kind of being allowed back in and Daniel Matheson is the son of a Texas oil tycoon and he comes to Spain with a camera hoping to you know take photographs of you know, the countryside, and it alludes to the fact that I believe his mother is from Spain. He there, there he meets Anna, you know, who, who is a native Spaniard, and the synopsis um, alludes to love and secrets and lies and all sorts of fun and exciting things. Uh, mainly taking place, um, you know, through the photographs he takes and the relationships that he forms with Anna and other, you know, uh, natives of Spain while he is there. There's, again, not a lot of information about this book, but I'm really excited. I really like this author's books. And again, that is The Fountains of Silence by Ruta Sapetis, and it comes out on October 1st. I really liked, um, what is this? Salt to the, to the Sea. sea. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't read, <laughs> she has another one, I think, called like Between Shades of Gray. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't read it, but yeah. I did very much enjoy uh, Salt to the Sea. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Um, Spain is not a, you know, a country that I read a lot about, um, especially after the war, you know, the Spanish Civil War. So it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting take on that. Yes. I'm not actually usually a motorcycle club type of girl. I like some motorcycle club books, but not all of them. But um, I discovered this author this year. Her name's Debney Perry. And um, I like her romances because I feel like they're kind of sweet and kind of slow building. Now, I can't imagine her sweet little sweetness writing um, a motorcycle club romance, but we'll see how it goes. Um, this book is the first in a series, and it's called Tin Gypsy. Oh, I'm sorry. I lied. It's called Gypsy King, and it's Tin Gypsy book one and Tin Gypsy is the name of a motorcycle club that the small town um, believes has like taken their patches off and closed up their clubhouse and just own a car repair shop and the new firecracker owner of the small town newspaper um, she's hungry for more information and more something because she knows the tin gypsies just have to have a story. She just knows it. And then um, this is the unfortunate part. A woman is murdered and um, it, the, the clues kind of point towards this tin gypsy motorcycle club that's supposed to not be. And she finds herself um, crossing paths and, and matching wits with the um, leader of the club who is very handsome and, actually quite nice and so she secrets are revealed and she could totally win this thing and and expose the tin gypsies but then there's a kiss and that is all i know about gypsy king tin gypsy book one by devney perry coming out on october 29th hmm. So her books are good. A kiss can change anything. I'm, I'm here. I'm I here know. For this. It's true. I agree. <laughs> so before I start talking about this book, I just want to say 
I don't know much about this one. It has the vaguest description ever. And I did a lot of research on it. And the only place I could find information was on Goodreads. Um, so this book is The Kingmaker, All the King's Men, number one by Kennedy Ryan. And it's Ooh. coming out October 27th. Um, so I have to confess, I have never read a Kennedy Ryan book before, and I know I'm in the minority. She won a Reader Award this year, and um, I think the romance community is super excited about it. Um, I'm just a very cautious reader, so I try to wait <laughs> until I hear a lot about one author before I dive into it. Um, but so this book um it doesn't seem to have a lot of information about it available online um but the description sounds intriguing the two sentences that there are on it <laughs> <That> exist <laughs> yes um it says a tale of passion betrayal and power spanning from amsterdam to Gosh, I can't remember the other one, but from Amsterdam to like, Pennsylvania Avenue Across in the world. America. <laughs> yes, that spans the that spans the globe. That's it. Um, and there is a quote, and I think it sounds really good. Just from the <laughs> quote, it's like, "The world belongs to us, and the sky is to ourselves." Ooh. Uh, I love so, Kennedy Ryan. Yeah, so I, I'm planning on reading at least one of her books before this one comes out, but I plan on reading it, and it's The Kingmaker, All the King's Men, book one by Kennedy Ryan, and it's coming out October 27th. So I have a list of things that I would like to read by the end of the year, and some of these are specific books, and some of them are just authors, and Kennedy Ryan is one of the authors on this list. I don't know if I'll like achieve this goal, but it's a good I'll goal try. to have, isn't yeah. it? So I I'll knew try. I wanted to. I knew I wanted to read Kennedy Ryan when Stacy told me that um, she was compared to. Um, she's like the Kerrigan Byrne of contemporary romance. Yes, and Kerrigan Byrne makes all of my heart happy. So my second book it, for tonight is going to be. Hard Chrome, which is in the series called American Heavy Metal. It is the first book by Vanessa North. So this is a new to me author, although I, I follow her on, on Twitter. So <laughs> um, I've never read any of her books, but it seems like she kind of writes the gamut of, you know, like, paranormal to contemporary. So this is a contemporary book. It takes place in the South. And um, it's from the blurb that I got. Um, it is about a woman named Tanner Ellis. And Tanner is, um, all, she, all she ever wanted to do was leave like her town behind and go like do her own go do her own thing um and she didn't really appreciate the american heavy metal which is a um car mechanic it's a mechanic shop so she never a really, band. Mm -hmm. i know right <laughs> um, so so she goes back um i guess her father dies and so she wants to preserve like his legacy um and then there's duke wilson who is a tech at the, at the uh, American heavy metal. And um, as the blurb says, he was not, he's not interested in some, in some sharp tongued high heeled woman, like princess coming in to tell him about like the business. And as soon as she's gone and he can find his new normal. And um, so it sounds like it's a little bit of like enemies to lovers meets, um, meets kind of finding yourself. And I, um, and, and the blurb also kind of talks about that there's, 
you know, she's like, she seems like an ice cream, ice, an ice cream. She seems like an ice queen. I like ice cream like, better. <laughs> um, and has like a lot of bravado. And then I guess something happens that kind of shakes her up and, and something ends up happening with Duke and in a violent past that comes back. And will he take a chance on having a family, you know, on, on getting what he reaching out to get what he wants. So it sounds delightful and angsty. I really enjoy the settings of, I love reading about women in like mechanics um, because I feel like we, I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of books that have heroines who, um, who are mechanics or who are Mercy working Thompson. in the Mercy Thompson. Yeah, I love her. I love her. So, but I just don't feel like there's like always, that it's always something that's really represented. Um, but I think that it will be represented very well. I also, as I have mentioned in previous podcasts, I am an angst monster. And so it sounds like this book is going to have plenty of angst, especially the kind where someone is just like, I just don't deserve love. And I'm like, okay, honey, I'll hug you and I'll read about how you deserve love. Um, so, and, and maybe it'll have a little found family too. So um, again, again, and, right. and again, that book is called um, Hard Chrome American Heavy Metal 1 by Vanessa North, and it comes out on October 21st. The next book I'm going to talk about is by one of my favorite authors, Jennifer Estep, and it's one of my favorite series. This series never gets old. It's the Elemental Assassin series. The book is number 18, and it is called Sharpest Sting. Yes. I know, right? On October 8th, and... (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. This is a series that does have to be read in order. They cannot be read standalone. I mean, I guess you can, but you'll be very lost. So this book is about, you guessed it, an assassin. Her name is Jin Blanco. And the cool thing about this assassin is that she runs a restaurant. So she's like an assassin that can cook. I mean, I'd love to eat her food because I'm kind of a foodie. And basically this is about how she um why she's an assassin it's in kind of like a a fake southern town that doesn't really exist it's kind of like made up and the reason why it's called elemental assassin is because um there are a group of people that are elemental so they can either command air water fire or ice and i think the other one is stone or stone and there's another one isn't there Huh. And like electricity, uh, I think. Let's see. Yeah, but someone can do electricity. Yeah, like somebody some had people, not electricity. Many. Yeah, and some people can do metal. So what's special about Jim Blanco is that she can she has ice and stone magic. So it's very rare that an elemental can do two have command of two different two different elements. And uh, I really love this series because it has everything. It has mystery, it has intrigue, it has friendship, loyalty. And, you know, you kind of, even though you probably wouldn't want to be friends with an assassin in real life, you want to be friends with, you You kind of like to read about this assassin. And you get to the point where you, you agree with her. You're like, oh, yes, yeah, she needs to assassinate these people. <laughs> So, you know, it, it kind of allows you to be immoral and enjoy yourself at the same time just a little bit. So this is Sharpest Thing, book number 18, Jennifer Estep. And it comes out October 8th. And you have 17 books to read before you have to read this one. So I suggest to pick up the first one. I believe the first one is called Spider's Bite. It is. And I think there are even like some novellas you could read if you were... Like yeah. really, you know, like yeah, the, be completing the prequel. There's a prequel, so the prequel is called Spider's Bargain. It's a short novella, so it kind of gives you an idea. I know that when I I read the novella, it was like, oh my god, I need to get book one now, and I went. I I the first five were out, and I I just couldn't stop, couldn't stop reading them. They're one of my favorite books. 
so my last pick um, is some more historical fiction. And if you remember, in August, I talked about a book that four authors wrote together. For October, I am going to talk about a book that six authors wrote. Holy. <laughs> so this is Ribbons of Scarlet. And I'm not going to tell you all of the authors, but I will say that Kate Quinn, Stephanie Dre, and Laura Camoy are three of them. Um, and there are three more. Um, but they all teamed up to write this book. It's called Ribbons of Scarlet, and it is a novel of the French Revolution. And it's told in six different voices from the perspectives of various women who survived the French Revolution. Um, I have always been really interested in the whole like history of Versailles um, and the story of Marie Antoinette. So I'm intrigued to kind of see the French Revolution from this many different perspectives. Not only will we see like, you know, some royalty, but we'll also see more of like the common people. Um, there are people that were known as, as peasants. Um, I'm not sure how, I don't know, like six authors all joining together uh, to write a book. I, I'm just not sure how that's going to be. Um, but basically these six women, um, their paths cross during the revolution. And so we move from like the, you know, kind of rich, like upper class salons to sort of the underbelly of Paris. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited to see how this is. I love Kate Quinn's books. Um, I've read some Stephanie Dre that I really loved. So I'm excited about this one. It's Ribbons of Scarlet, a novel of the French Revolution by Kate Quinn and others. And it comes out on October 1st. And I feel like I couldn't really do it justice because there's not a lot that's known about it, especially um, just how all of these authors come together to tell one story. And I wonder if they'll say which author writes which chapter. Oh, I don't know. Because that Maybe. would be particularly interesting. Yes. I, apparently, different combinations of these six have written other books. Like, there's one that a bunch of them wrote about Pompeii. Oh. Um, so apparently they've done this before. I have never... I've never read anything that they've done all together. Um, but now that I know, yeah, what's, I do too. What is the one about Pompeii? Do you know what it's called? Any chance? It is. It's, appar it's apparently called, like, it's part of a series called History 360. Oh, okay. And the Pompeii book is called A Day of Fire. Oh. They also um, wrote... A Year of Ravens, a novel of uh, Boudicca. Oh, my goodness. Yes. There's one about Troy. And this is all in the History 360 series? Yes. Oh, I'm in so much trouble. There's right. a Sea of Sorrow. Okay. Uh, which is a novel of, Od of Odysseus. You know what? Just call me off work for the next month. <laughs> yeah, so you can read all these historical things. So I can read things. all these historical things that I didn't Yes. Know. Oh, I, I was I, really excited when I saw these two. I feel like I hit the mother load. You kind of did. Yeah. So the next book that I'm going to talk about is I Know You Remember by Jennifer Donaldson. And it comes out on October 8th. So this book is about a woman named, or not a woman, sorry. This book is about a girl named Ruthie. So this book is actually an adult, here I'm going to try again. So this book is a young adult thriller, if I'm not incorrect. And it's about a girl named Ruthie. So Ruthie has lost her mother in a tragic accident. And she needs to go back and live with her father in, in, um, in Anchorage, Alaska. Ooh. So she used to live here, live there three years prior, like previously. So it's not a new place for her. So when she gets back, she finds out that her friend, Zara Gaines, has gone missing. 
and Zara went missing at a party that it had taken place a few days before Ruthie returned to Anchorage. Well, Zara was a really, really great friend to Ruthie. So Ruthie takes it upon herself to find out what has happened to Zara. She feels that she needs to find her. And while she's kind of talking to different people to see what's happened, she learns that Zara has really changed over the past while. Like she went from being uh, outgoing, um, very much into books, and now she's more of an athlete and a partier and just not really the Zara that Ruthie used to know. So this gets Ruthie wondering like what, like what happened? And while she's asking questions, she learns that something did happen to Zara that kind of started this change. And so Ruthie wants to know what, what exactly that was. Um, during her investigations, Ruthie actually starts to get into the life that Zara lived, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, and that's really all the book tells you. So I'm like, really looking forward to seeing like how, like will she find Zara? And like, what does she learn about Zara's life? And like what actually happened to Zara and why has she changed so much? So this book is called, I Know You Remember, and it's by Jennifer Donaldson, and it comes on October 8th. This will actually be the second book that I've read of hers, and I really liked her first one that I can't remember the name of at the moment. It has the I word have it in here. It. I, I have it here on my iPad, but I can't remember what it's called. So the last book I am going to discuss is called The Grace Year. Oh, yes. By Kim Liggett. And it comes out on October 8th. So this is like, um, you know, like what Shannon was talking about before, kind of feminist, dystopian goodness. So girls are told in this world that they can kill men and, you know, make, make men leave their wives and kill women and do Ooh. all this do all this crazy stuff and they're, they're magical. So in order to get rid of this and to purify themselves for marriage during their 16th year, they go off into like a forested area and they release their magic into the wild. Tierney James and, and not all of them come back alive. Oh, Tierney James has decided huh. that, you know, she is, not really down with this whole thing. Uh, she, you know, is determined to survive her grace year and come back and make a better society. But there are also, and this is really creepy, there are men who are poachers in the forest and they're looking for these women in their grace years so they can sell them on the black market. Huh. So not only do oh. they have to, yeah, so not only do they have to avoid being sold and stuff, but they also have to avoid each other in a way because they're basically all fighting for survival. So it kind of reminds me of like The Handmaid's Tale crossed with Lord of the Flies. And I don't know how I really feel about this, um, but I am willing to try it and I'm really excited about it. So that is The Grace Year by Kim Liggett, and it comes out on October 8th. It's gotten a lot of buzz, like, pre, um, like yeah. pre-release stuff. It's, I've heard a lot of good things about it. My final book tonight is um, an author that I have never heard of. And I, so I have no idea if this book is going to be good or not, but the synopsis looked a little intriguing to me. Um, I hope it has. Um, a Sarah type of ending and it's not sad but it is called The Curious Heart of Ailsa Ray and it is by Stephanie Butlin um, and it comes out on October 29th and this book is about a woman named Ailsa Ray who 
because it's just a couple months past having a heart transplant. And, you know, life should be beautiful and free and she should have all of these things at her fingertips, but she's kind of not in a good place with her mother. So she, her, their relationship's kind of at a breaking point. Um, she has had to stop living life for so long that her friends have left her behind. And she basically has made all her decisions by um, posting polls on her blog and letting the people who read her blog help her make her decisions. The other oh. problem that she's having is that her best friend Lennox, who was her one-time fling, but also her best friend, was also quite ill and did not make it. And so she's dealing with that as well. But her new heart is tenacious and curious. And I think it's going to force her to step out of her comfort zone. So I'm hoping that she will find love and, you know, good things will happen for this curious Ilsa Ray. But I don't know because I have not read the book. So if anybody reads it, I would love to know what they think. And if I read it soon, I will let you know as well. But it is called, again, The Curious Heart of Ilsa Ray by Stephanie Butland. And it comes out on October 29th. Has this author written other books? Does anybody know anything about her? She wrote one called The Lost for Words Bookshop. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. I haven't read it, but I've heard really good things about it. Okay. This is a historical romance, and it's called Angel in a Devil's Arms, Palace of Rogues, number two by Julianne Long. Um, so the synopsis of this book is, it's about um, Lucian Lord Bolt, who a decade ago was believed to have drowned in the Thames um, by his father. Um, oh, the hold Duke on! His of, father believed that he drowned, or his father drowned him? Yeah, which father, one is it? I think his father had him drowned because <gasps> oh dear, <laughs> because <laughs> he is the bastard son of the Duke of. Durand and so all of London believed that he drowned but he you know surfaces a decade later and he surfaces literally (laughs) (laughs) comes up from the Thames just (laughs) 10 years later he's been living there for 10 years he's Um, a merman (laughs) he's like October day he turned into a fish he is I've had this mix for a really awkward Christmas dinner. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, Vin. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he is out for revenge because, you know, he's a bastard son and this is London society in the 1800s and that cannot happen. Um, and so he goes to this palace on the Thames and I think it's like a pleasure house or something like that I actually haven't read the first book um but so yeah he goes to this palace and meets Angelique um and who has also experienced heartbreak and so you know they get into this relationship and kind of like Lucian is out for vengeance and Angelique doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, but, you know, love prevails and Lucian learns that the only thing he really wants from life is Angelique's heart. So um, I think I love bastard son stories um i think this is going to be a really good one julianne long is always a pretty good bet for historical romance like she wrote the penny royal green series and i really enjoyed that um so this is angel and a devil's arms palace of rogues number two by julianne long and it's coming out october 29th 
the vengeance monster in me needs him to have like he can have both the vengeance and her heart i agree i definitely need him to have vengeance yep (laughs) i'm sure he'll get both because you know it's a happy ending so so penny royal green is finally coming to audio and i'm so excited yes me too Damn it, you're going to yes. get me to read more historicals in England. Yes, just so uh, Justine Eyre. <laughs> and that makes me really happy. Who's narrating it? Justine Eyre. Oh, oh yeah. She's good. Oh, Mika, your last book makes me so happy. I have to be so careful. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, I'm excited okay. about your last book, too. <clears throat> you're welcome. so my last book um also comes out on october 29th and both shannon and sarah are approaching this with a certain level of humility (laughs) we are (laughs) because they introduced me to this Ah, yes 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 (laughs) um and so it is shattered bonds which is the 13th book in the Jane Yellow Rock series oh, by Faith yes. Hunter. Love. And I'll just a little story. I, Sarah and I gave each other like suggestions and Shannon had told me about Jane Yellow Rock and I gave Sarah a book suggestion and Sarah was like, read Jane Yellow Rock. And I read the first, I was reading the first book and I was like, Sarah, I don't know about this. I don't know that I can continue. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> And, and she didn't even like, skip the books. She read I did straight not. through. I read them in order. <laughs> Be proud. <laughs> yes, in so, order. You didn't like skip number one and start. With I did It was all in. I was really tempted at one point, but I read them in order. Um, Good job. So, um, just out of curiosity, Sarah and Shannon, where are you both at in this series? I am. I need to. I think I'm either at book eleven or book twelve. I, okay. I, I have to I'm start up, nine. Yeah, it's okay. either 11 or 12. I don't remember. All right. So I don't want to talk about book one, but I can't really talk a whole lot about book 12. So here's what I will say. <laughs> book 12. Book 12 leaves us at a crossroads. Oh, no. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of changes and things that take place. And if you've read the series from oh, no. the beginning... There are like there are just things that have been building and building, even if you didn't ex- expect it, even if it was just like a tiny little tidbit in like book four and a half or something. There, so book twelve, like it wrapped up a bunch of stuff, but it left a lot of like other things. And there's been an arc that's been building for a while that kind of gets resolved. And so now we're gonna get to see Jane like in a different in kind of a new light. And I'm really excited about this book because talk about character progression and character development. The series has all the things that I love. It has found family. It has, um, it has just so much heart. It has beast, beast. <laughs> and, and there's just so much that we have learned about her throughout the series. So I'm hoping that, Book 13 is going to deal with the next, the next crisis that has come up um, or else things could probably fall apart in really horrible ways. So um, if you are a fan of this, of this series and you have caught up, um, I think that you will be just as excited as I am to see what's going to happen and how things are going to be resolved and how other things are probably going to go to hell. So, <laughs> so again, that is Shattered Bonds, um, the Jane Yellow Rock book 13 by Faith Hunter, and it comes out on October 29th, which apparently is going to be a great big, giant, humongous bookity day. Yes. This and um, November, let's see. This one, November 5th and October 1st are like gigantic days for bookities. Yay. So the next book I'm going to talk about is the third ah. book in the Briar University series by L. Kennedy. And it's called The Play. I've been waiting for this book. Um, these books are standalone 
but I would I mean she says they're standalone but I wouldn't say so because the characters do connect and the third book will have spoilers for the other characters in previous books I mean these are romances so you know that the characters are going to end up happily ever after because that's the whole concept of a romance novel but eh, I still feel spoiled if I start a romance series with the third book and I already know that the other characters are married or have kids or whatever even though I know it's going to happen I kind of like to read about it first if that makes sense so this is Hunter Davenport's um, book this is about hockey he's a uh, a hockey player and he has turned into the team captain and but he's kind of like wild uh, he's, he's been partying a lot you know sleeping with a bunch of women and I think his position as the captain of his team is kind of precarious so you know he's not allowed to screw around anymore in any way um, he's trying to kind of get his act together so he can continue being captain of this team because this is what he likes to do. This is his passion. But, you know, no one said he couldn't be friends with a woman. And there's a woman in one of his classes, Demi Davis, who he has striked up a friendship with. And it's safe because she has a boyfriend. So she's, you know, somebody he can be friends with and not be tempted by. Except that three months into this commitment that he's made to himself, she's single and looking for a rebound. And she kind of wants it to be him. I guess that's why the title is called The Play. And he's kind of in between choosing between, you know, staying in his uh, commitment to himself and his hockey team and putting hockey first or trying to actually have something serious with this chick. So um, I know I'm not doing it justice, but I'm, I've been looking forward to this guy's, this character's book for a while. So I'm very excited about it. It's called The Play by L. Kennedy. Uh, it's coming out October 7th. And... This is a Briar University. It's kind of like her spinoff series to her on-campus books, which were also super excellent. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. I want to thank Mika, Natalia, Min, Sarah, Amber, and Brooke for looking ahead with me to some of the most exciting books coming out in October. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for the editing that she does on each and every Book Bistro episode. We appreciate it immensely. And thanks goes out, of course, to all of you who tune in each week to hear us talk about all the books that we love. Amber will be back on Tuesday morning with an interview with author Tracy Chevalier. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Amber will be back on Tuesday morning with an interview with author Tracy Chevalier.